You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. I am Akila S. Richards, and you are rocking with a community of Black folks, Indigenous folks, and other people of color immersed or interested in self-directed education. Tune in weekly for insights and strategies from unschoolers, de-schoolers, social justice organizers, co-op and nonprofit founders, recovering public and private school teachers and professors, and believers in lifelong decolonized learning. Like what you're hearing? Head over to RaisingFreePeople.com for more than 100 episodes of Deep Dope Dialogue to fuel your education liberation. What up, what up? Welcome to episode 133 of Fair with the Free Child podcast. And I am here with my party. What up, Chris? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> If you're listening to this on the week that it is being published, it's a week after HSC, which is California's Homeschooling Association's annual conference. So what I'm sharing is a facilitator's cut <laughs> idea that I shared with Chris recently that we think would be really useful for the different communities that connect with the same type of things that we care about in terms of liberation and learning, that intersection community. My intention going to HSC, because I'm pre-recording some of this prior to HSC, my intention is to facilitate three workshops, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about each of those, and then offer after the conference a recap and analysis of what happened during the sessions that I facilitated or co-facilitated, as well as any other insights that I got from other sessions that I just was a willing participant at HSC. Even if you went to one of the workshops or all of the workshops at HSC, it's going to offer deeper insight because we're together for 90 minutes. We can only cover so much. So the things I'm able to really feel through afterwards, that's what I'm going to share, the farming of that soil at, with the benefit of hindsight and time, as well as other things that I got as a result of just being in that space for the four days and being in conversation with different people and that sort of thing. So we were talking about why we think that would be useful because sometimes you go to an event and the best part is like the after party, you know, what you talk <laughs> about when it's all done. Right. Yeah. After all the processing. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I want to chat about this episode. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about each of the workshops. The first one that is happening or that happened Friday, August 9th is Parenting Patois. And that one is about exploring liberation language in our parenting. So the blurb, what is Patois, first of all? Patois is a term used to describe a blending of languages used to establish shared meaning and mutual understanding among people who do not speak each other's primary language. So in our context together in Parenting Patois, we explore what it means to partner with children to make space to learn about their needs and to express our own without trying to force understanding upon our child or to become passive as we attempt to ease tension by trying to fit ourselves into what we think will make our children happy. 
Adults are bilingual. We speak oppression by training, and we speak liberation by choice. And so in Parent in Patwa, you will hold space to realize how many of us arrived at a parenting approach that centers parental controls, and then discover how we can get to collaborative, emergent culture co-creation with our children. That's a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot, and it's a whole-ass workshop that I have online, but we do 90 minutes worth of it, and it's good because it just allows us to use some of the Patwa terms that are familiar to Jamaican folks within the context of raising free people. So it's a good way cognitively to just kind of say, oh, I'm learning this new language, and with this new language comes new practices, new customs that I really invoke in relationship with my children, and it's been really useful for folks. Right. I've heard the accolades from it, from different people that have gone through the process. So I know for us, it's a big deal because every day we're we're trying to kind of bridge that gap between what we have in our heads and what we want to share in terms of experience, but also being able to hear on the other end what that comes out to, to our children, to the girls. Yep. And being able to translate what they're saying and how they're feeling about something. So more terms that we can understand. Exactly. People are able to use it not just in terms of intellectually when everything is fine and they're thinking about how they want to be as parents, but in the moment. Because, you know, one of the ones we use is when Mateka stop. The translation of that or the interpretation of that phrase, when Mateka stop, the literal translation is like, because I paused, right? then I get the benefit of this particular insight. That's the unspoken part. And of course, in the middle of a parenting moment where you want to show up as one type of parent and then your emotions say some whole other shit, you can't take a stop and then we put some practices in place and we role play in this workshop to really conjure up the feelings, the emotions that you can draw on in the moment because emotions can be valuable. We don't need to avoid them. We just need to, in some cases, know how to use them when we can. Right. Yeah. That's interesting you say parenting moment because they don't feel like it when you're going through them. It just feels like a moment. You know, <laughs> exactly. It feels, it's like this motherfucker did this thing yeah, to me, right? <laughs> yeah. It feels like a personal affront. It really has nothing to do with parenting. It's, I can't believe you just said that. true. You know what I mean? So, true. Yeah. Don't let the term fool you. It's not always parenting. Sometimes yep. it's like real, you know, they have real nigga moments. Sometimes it's like a real person <laughs> moment. Yeah, Shout out to Boondocks. <laughs> right, for real. Yes. Sometimes it's just a real person moment. You got to deal with it. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. So that is the gist of what goes down in the Parenting Patwa workshop. So in this package that I'll be offering, it will dive a little deeper into what came out of our role play sessions and some of the insights and ideas that showed up for me and hopefully will offer you an opportunity to really make it specifically useful to your experience and your needs. Another one that I'm doing is the Raising Free People workshop. It's dialogue and mad question asking, mad question that I need to figure out how to get that sample in without it being a copyright issue. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to drop that in right here. Chicka, chicka, mad question asking. And it's not as good when I say it. You could just say DJ Aquilo. 
and it should be fine. Keep not proportional. Okay, let's not talk about DJ alter egos at the moment. Okay. <laughs> so raising free people. That one is Saturday at three thirty, and it is a brief live version of a nine week workshop that I've had the privilege of doing with women from six different countries that first round. Wonderfulness for that nine weeks, and it was so great. Yeah. Yeah. Chris remembers that. <laughs> He's, you can't see his smile right now. I have to take a picture in the trenches and in the heights with me of all of that work. I do remember. Yeah. A great experience. So I'm going to read the blurb. We're challenging the things we held in our minds as true getting to know the world through our own lenses and seeing how we're going to participate or how we were participating in the oppression of our own people through our parenting, caregiving, and overall relationships with children. Raising Free People Workshop is the space for us to apply what we're learning into the way we raise and relate to children and into the way we support children in owning themselves. So the key question behind Raising Free People Workshop is, how do I want to feel in my relationships with children? And what am I doing to stay aligned with my desired feeling? I love this workshop. It is the favorite of all the options that I've been able to produce to share this work, because this is all about just sharing the message. We can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. Like that's the chant. And this workshop really allows for that sort of work to show up, for the questions to show up, for us to leave there with more questions than answers and realize why that's good. Mm -hmm. That's the goal every time I do that in the 90-minute format. And it's tough, which, again, is why this package is going to be awesome, because it will really allow me to farm what happens in that 90 minutes and then really speak more broadly and more specifically to how we can work with that. Yeah. Because I'm going to give myself at least two weeks after the conference to really be with my own notes and listen back to the sessions and really make sure that this package is like super useful in ways that it it just can't be in the moment just because the lack of benefit of that processing time. Right. Yeah. Right. That's one of the ones I look forward to because it's one of those talks where you sometimes some of the things that we say sound kind of woo-woo and, oh, that's the ideal circumstance here. You're trying to build an ideal society, blah, blah, blah. And what about this? And what about that? Yeah, the reality is. The reality is. <laughs> and this is the reality. The reality is in those type of talks, people really start to kind of sit back with it and realize that it, it doesn't have to be ideal like your ideal can be now. And seeing people go through that transition in the middle of the talk is really something to witness, not only to be a part of, I can imagine being a part of it because we were a part of it at one point, but to witness someone realizing, hey, it doesn't have to be something on paper, like we can actually do this and there is a future in this. That's right. That's a big deal. So I'm interested to know after you do the processing and stuff like that, like what that comes back to and uh, what you can share with yeah. that because it's a... I've seen you do it a couple of times, have those kind of talks, and it's it's impressive every time. So Yeah, for sure. And definitely from all angles, because I'm so impressed with like where people are in their journeys, the obstacles <laughs> that are in people's ways, the type of sacrifices that they make. And then conversely, sometimes how easy life becomes when they let go, when we let go shit, we know from experience. Yeah. Right. There are some parts that can be difficult, but then there are other aspects of life, 
even finances that become easy because you get in this sort of rhythm. There's that woo-woo sound and shit again that's like, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. But when I experience people who are in varying parts of their journey, it is so impressive to me that I'm so encouraged to share those stories and to live my own versions of those stories. It's just a good mix. It makes you wonder at the same time, though, if it's the struggle that makes it real. Because it, you, we always talk about what we want and where we see this thing going. Mm -hmm. But after everybody shares the struggles within, you realize that it's not, it might be ideal, but it's not as easy as what you're talking about. Like you, you actually have to put in work mostly on yourself, mm -hmm. right? It's a transformative experience. I'm really looking forward to not only being at that particular workshop, but again, what comes after. I'm interested to know what comes after. Yeah. You know, usually it's just me and you talking. About. <laughs> yeah, which it'll be some of that too. Yeah. There are a few people I'm thinking about that too, like people like Malika Diggs and chatting with a few people because these are the people that I usually talk to after I do a thing. Mm -hmm. Genesis Ripley, just certain people that I'm going to have conversations with Kelly. Yeah. And kind of farming that as well, because they are also women in the unschooling movement, women in the de-schooling movement. And so it's usually, it brings even another dimension to the conversation. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So some of that will probably be in the mix too, either directly or as a result of my conversations with them about some of the things that happened during HSC. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So are you, you planning on... um? getting some people from there to send messages about it as well? That's a good question. Yeah. And I love that we're doing this publicly because <laughs> y'all are listening to this. We're recording this on August 6th, right? So HSC hasn't happened yet. And we're just kind of feeling through this way of being useful and also fundraising for our projects right. out loud, which I love the open sourcedness right? <laughs> <Sure>. of this <laughs> uh, real shit. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. That's a good idea. I just don't know how much energy I want to put into trying to get people to send the message to a place as opposed to being really present and getting it. We could farm it after. Like, just a matter of saying when we're there, just mm -hmm. leave it open that people can, like, leave a voice message on the, the website. Yeah. Let them leave the voice message and say it's related to the conference. That way we can pay attention mm. to it and okay. see if it works. If it doesn't, I mean, we're still going to do what we're going to do. Uh, true. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good idea. Thanks, man. Sure. <laughs> and the other workshop that I'll be part of at HSC is also on Saturday. This one is in the morning, 930, I think. It is Rethinking Adulting, Partnership Not Power in Support of Self-Directed Education. So just like last year, I'll be teaming up with Aaron Eden, another SDE advocate and organizer. And so the blurb here is, what is the optimal role of adults in children's lives today? If we're too controlling, too present, we risk creating a learned helplessness and limiting or reversing growth of innate and critical human capacities. Yet, if we pull back too much and say anything goes, we risk another set of problems. In this workshop, we'll explore two key areas to rethink adulting. Principles and practices we can use as teachers and parents to maintain strong connection with youth while respecting their right to self-direction and freedom, and the deconditioning we need to do to shed ingrained societal assumptions and norms about the roles and rights of adults and children in our communities. So, right, like we talk about this all the time. 
We do. I just smile every time I, I hear things like questions like these being posed about children and realize that you could point these same questions at adults, yes. adults that, that need the same level of <laughs> care yes. and, and understanding. You're saying this and you're saying this about the relationship between parents and children. And I'm sitting here thinking about like the relationship between people of power and people that are subject to that power, yes. you know? So I'm like, wow, that's pretty interesting. It's everything yeah. is everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. These questions, all of this is really always, always about privilege and power, yeah. our relationships to privilege and power. And it's just specifically because we have both privilege and power over children and that we haven't addressed our own issues with privilege and power, then our children are so susceptible to our, basically our unwillingness to question this shit. Right. And so that's, of course, you would extract that from it because it is so that mm -hmm. in every sense and we get to practice it in our relationships with children, which makes it really hard to ignore it in other areas of our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to co-facilitating that one with Aaron Eden. We worked together last year at HSC as well and had a really good time sharing and learning with a, a good group of people in that big ass circle. You yeah. remember that room we yeah. were in? Uh, yeah. A lot of back and forth in that room. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be doing that again with this particular framework in mind. And so I am looking forward to sharing what comes out of that dialogue as well. So that's the dealio mm -hmm. for HSC. The show notes page, raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 133, will have a link to whatever we put together, whether it's an email list or a direct page where you can just pay and wait for the download mm -hmm. to be available. Or if you're listening to this in like October, then the download is already available. So make sure you go to the show notes page, raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 133. And yeah, we're looking forward to Cali because this time we will also be in San Francisco and Oakland, mm -hmm. right? So if you're listening to this before mid-August, we're going to be in the Oakland area, the whole fam, and would love to connect, as always, with Black, Indigenous, and people of color in self-directed education or those who are doing liberation work in ways where my work and this podcast connects with you. Reach out through the show notes page or she at AkilaSRichards.com. Let's see what we could do in Oakland and San Francisco, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and beyond. Yeah, yes, of course. Uh, but it'll be our first time in Oakland and San Francisco, no? So we passed through there once. Yeah, but we mean like that. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. We're was... at that train station for a minute. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Whew. Uh, CCTG. <laughs> Maybe I should blur that out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks for listening. Much love. Chat to you next week.